Hi everyone! Welcome back to another episode of Film with CJ. My name is CJ. Y'all already know my pronouns are they, them. Um, happy holidays if you're celebrating, if that's something that you celebrate um, around this time of year. I am completely fed up with my nine to five job i want to quit so fucking badly but here i am working for the white man because i have no talent (laughs) i have no talent outside of the corporate world no i'm just kidding but no for real i am like not a street smart person like I mean, I'm a street smart in the way that, like, I know how to keep myself safe being out in the world. And 95% of my solution to that is I don't go outside. However, I feel like if I were presented with the situation tomorrow that I do not have a corporate job anymore, I don't know what the fuck I would do. I mean, I have, you know, I'm, I'm set up okay financially the way my bank accounts are set up to like keep me afloat for a good bit but like as far as like jobs and things like that like i don't know what i would do outside of a corporate job because i don't got no freaking like (laughs) i don't have anything that's like okay i can make money at this like within a month two months from now like I don't ha- I don't have none of those skills, none of those creativity skills to where I'm like, okay, I could make a solid living out of this and uh I mean, I I mean, I guess I don't know. I would ideally like to make a living off podcasting, but we'll see how that goes. I mean, I haven't been doing it for that long and I'm I know there's so many things to learn. But uh I I will honestly say that on the outside i am built for the corporate world i hate my i hate it i hate the corporate world but like i can do it um but i hate it and isn't it low-key sad like how many people how many young people are kind of like groomed to succeed only in the corporate world i feel like i definitely was groomed i mean not groomed groomed is a bad word but kind of trained to succeed in the corporate world i feel like i was always pretty good at math and science um until college and then i went to college for engineering and was like oh like y'all actually like this like y'all actually like math and science enough because I don't know like I like I college was the first time that I actually did really bad in school and like thankfully I made it out of the other end with a decent enough GPA to like get me a good quote-unquote good corporate job but like man those last three and a half years I was like bro I am not good at this I don't fucking like this I don't know how any of y'all like this this is not fun and I would hate to do this professionally. And uh, I ended up, you know, pivoting to the analytics side. And like, thankfully I did that because I think if I was an engineer in real life, like in the real world, I would like cut off my foot or something. I don't know. Like it would be the end of days for me. Anyways, enough of that. 
This week, I want to talk about a movie that has recently come on to Netflix. However, it's been out since about 2012, almost 10 years now. We're almost in 2022, um, but it's been out for, for a while. And I feel like this movie was ahead of its time. This movie is called Looper. And as far as sci-fi action goes, like you can tell this was a decently low budget movie when you compare it to like movies like Dune or movies like those big budget movies. Um, but this Looper has Joseph Gordon-Levitt in it and uh, Bruce Willis in it. And I think one other actress that I recognize, but I don't know her name, but I truly feel like this movie made up for it being a low budget movie in terms of like the set wasn't necessarily super amazing and usually for sci-fi movies there's like a ton of like really cool tech and like super futuristic fucking like accessories and shit like that for this movie not so much but they definitely made up for it with the story the writing and the acting and i honestly think like if you watch this movie you'll realize that if they did have a set and props that were like super futuristic and super like gaudy and whatnot like a lot of sci-fi action films do it would almost take away from the story i don't know when the first time was that i saw this movie i might have seen it in theaters in 2012 maybe but when i saw it come on netflix i was like okay i definitely have to rewatch this movie and relive the greatness um so i highly recommend everyone take advantage of this movie being on Netflix because I don't like I feel like once it left theaters like it was nowhere to be found like I don't think I ever saw it on TV it was like nowhere pretty much until now unless you wanted to watch it illegally wink wink Looper tells the story of how in the future time travel has been invented and it gets taken advantage of by gangs in the future the movie follows a main character in the present who's Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character who has been contracted by the gangs in the future to take care of their killing in the present time. So gangs in the future will send someone back to the present who they want to kill and basically Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character is standing with a gun in the present so when the gang sends the person that they want to kill back to the present they just show up and uh he shoots them and kills them so basically like he's just he doesn't exist that person doesn't exist in the future because he's been killed in the present so that's his job just you know standing there with a gun killing people that get sent back to the present now the kind of twist to this movie is Eventually, these gangs want to cut ties with anyone who has done their killing for them because they're essentially loose ends, like any gang would. And so eventually, the gang will send back the future self of the looper. And the looper is Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character, anyone who has who is doing the killing in the present for these gangs in the future. They're called loopers. These gangs will send back the future self of a looper eventually so that 
they cease to exist in the future. Now, keep in mind, like, everyone that these gangs send back to the present has, you know, their hands tied, they have a bag over their heads, so when loopers shoot them, they have no idea who they are. And so, essentially, one day, you, if you're a looper, your future self will show up, and ideally, the situation is you shoot them, and you don't even know if it's your future self until after you've sh- after you've shot them and maybe you like take the bag off their head and you'll see that the gang has put a ton of like gold bars in that person's coat to basically tell you like yeah you just shot your future self but like here's some money to like live it up while you're still alive so this movie revolves around what happens when the looper who's the main character in this movie sees that his future self has been sent back to the present and kind of like the internal struggle he has with that. They did give Joseph Gordon-Levitt, I think, a prosthetic nose and like blue eye contacts to make him look more like a younger Bruce Willis. And I think it was moderately effective. I think there was, there was definitely some people who were like, oh, I didn't even recognize Joseph Gordon-Levitt, which that's, I mean, kind of extreme uh because i could definitely tell it was him um but i think you know bruce willis has some more distinctive features and i do think he's more um objectively recognizable than joseph gordon levitt i guess i mean to me joseph gordon levitt is pretty recognizable but bruce willis has definitely been acting longer so i think it was just easier for them to make joseph gordon levitt look like bruce willis than to make bruce willis look like joseph gordon levitt and i believe well what is factual is that joseph gordon levitt is a good actor and i don't think that he gets his flowers like all the movies that i've seen joseph gordon levitt in have been very good i can't think of the name now but he was in a like a sad comedy movie with um seth rogan and i think this movie is like over 10 years old but him him and seth rogan were in this movie and he played um, the main character and it was a very good movie and he was also in 500 days of summer which was a good and frustrating movie and he was in this which was a good movie so like i don't know if he is very picky about the movies that he agrees to audition for or agrees to like be a part of um but he's not in that many movies i don't think but like everything i've seen him in has been good this movie does not have a love story that starts from beginning and goes until the end and if i'm honest with you i love that i don't like to see love stories in sci-fi and i honestly barely like to see them in action films so if i'm watching sci-fi and if i'm watching an action film i want to see skulls cracked i want to see some punches thrown i want to see guts within reason uh although i do have a pretty i have like a pretty strong stomach when it comes to like watching things on tv the people showed out in the reviews for this film i gotta say 93 percent on rotten tomatoes 7.4 out of 10 on imdb 
4.3 stars out of 5 on Google reviews, okay? The people, it's, this, this is a good movie. Like, the people are telling you to watch this movie, and I am telling you to watch this movie. Someone said, Looper is a fresh take on the assassin action genre with a futuristic twist. I don't know if I'm the only one who felt something was happening with Joseph Gordon-Levitt's face throughout the film, as I could hardly recognize him at times. This, coupled with the stylish action, complete time loop story, intense performances, and emotionally resonant character moments is Looper in a nutshell. Given the film's reputation, I was expecting this to be highly convoluted and challenging to the viewer's mind. I was willing to take up the challenge, but as it unfolded, I found it not so hard to follow. If you closely pay attention to some details in the first act, the rest of the film will be rather easy to enjoy. The second half gets more intriguing with Emily Blunt's entry and her character adds the much-needed emotional weight. Other than that, the film is action-packed and the final action scene is what truly works on every front, whether it's the choreography, writing, or emotional resonance. Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Bruce Willis are both pretty impressive in their respective roles. Looper is an outstanding sci-fi action film that packs a solid punch with its high concept story, action sequences, and memorable characters. I agree mostly with what this person is saying. However, I don't think that you need to pay particularly good, hard attention to the first half for this movie to make sense. Um, I think you should just watch it and not have, you know, distractions like don't be on your phone. Um, if you're watching it with someone else um, and they're talking to you, tell them to shut up because that is my biggest pet peeve and I don't tolerate that. <laughs> the only time I want someone to talk to when I'm watching something is if I'm watching some sort of reality show, if I'm watching some kind of like competition show, which are basically social experiments that are televised. Um, I do want something. I do want someone to talk to about it because those shits are fucking crazy. And, like, sometimes you just need, like, bro, did we really just see that? That's what I need. But if I'm not watching that, do not talk to me. Like, shut the fuck up. Another person said, love this movie. The future vision that was created is great. It puts you right in the moment. The action is filmed brilliantly and the story is compelling. The CGI looks real, everything I wanted and expected. The ending was lacking something, however, which is a shame, but I don't know... I don't really know what it was. Not that it was empty, but it felt quick and was over way too soon. Here is what I will say about this movie. So there is so much that happens that is pivotal to this story. And it happens in the last 30 minutes. And I feel like the last 30 minutes is a lot different pacing than the first hour and a half. I think the first hour and a half really takes the time to like explain to you what kind of universe we're in, what what kind of environment we're in, like the setup and everything like that. Not it's not slow, but it like they do take their time to really kind of gr like grab the audience and and transport them into this world that we're supposed to believe. And then the last 30 minutes is like there's so many things that are really really critical to like the overall plot of the story that happen and everything that happens in the end like happens pretty quick and then the movie ends and then they roll to credits so i don't think this person was wrong in saying that i i think like there there is a pacing disparity between the mid the first three quarters of the movie and then the last 
quarter. Okay, this last person said, I've been meaning to watch this for some time and wasn't disappointed. It's an intelligent, thought-provoking film about toxic masculinity, memory, and the nature of reality, and memory contained within a fast-moving sci-fi dystopia with the usual tropes. Very entertaining, although not sure about the young Bruce Willis character's eyebrows. I don't know what movie this person saw, but I'm not confident that it was Looper. Because, and you know, I, if anyone, if anyone who is listening knows me in real life, no, they know I have a very sensitive radar for toxic masculinity. Like that shit be, that should be beeping. That is some shit that I'm very attuned to. So believe me when I say I genuinely don't think this movie is about toxic masculinity at all. Not in the least. Couldn't be further from mas- toxic masculinity. Um, so I don't know what movie this person watched. I also find it very intriguing that he, that this person, I think it, it may be he, Mike Caulfield, felt so strongly about the young Bruce Willis's character, so Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character's eyebrows that he took it upon himself to log onto the computer go on the internet find this movie and write a review specifically mentioning his distaste for eyebrows like do you know how perturbed you would have to be like i would have to be pretty perturbed to do some shit like that to go out of my way and exert energy to write that on the internet overall i agree with what these people have said about the movie i do think that the plot of this movie is extremely original i don't think i've seen any other sci-fi movie that has anything remotely similar to this movie um even almost 10 years after this movie has been out i it's incredibly original and like i will see any movie that has a plot that i could not think of and I'm not going to brag. I'm not going to brag. I'm not going to brag. This is me not bragging. But I saw Interstellar in theaters. I don't even know how long it's been since Interstellar came out. Okay, I just looked it up. Interstellar came out in 2014. I was 17. So I saw Interstellar in theaters. And I guessed the ending. I guessed the ending. In the theaters, I'm seeing it with my brother. I turn over to my brother and I'm like, he's in the bookshelf. Literally. That is my claim to fame. That is my claim to fame. And so I say all that to say, I will watch any movie that I could not guess or I could not think of the plot because that is what, in my opinion, you are supposed to pay money to see a movie like i'm i will never pay money to see a movie that is like not original is not something that's like kind of intriguing to me and intriguing because like it's a new idea it's fresh and like i i couldn't think of it and like it's really interesting and complex and like 
intricate. That is what I pay money to see. If I'm going to pay money for a movie, you better fucking like intrigue me, surprise me, something. Because nowadays, movie tickets are at least, you know, $15, $16, $17 just to get in, just to get in, just to see the movie one time. Not including snacks, not including drinks. So if I'm, if you are asking me to pay money for that, you better do the damn thing. Looper is that damn thing. It will not be in theaters anymore, but go, go watch it on Netflix. Like I'm serious. I highly recommend this movie. If you're a sci-fi, if you are an action fan, I would say it's more of a futuristic action movie more than it is sci-fi. But if you're a fan of either one of those, like, see this movie. I'm going to dock it one point for the ending feeling like it was, it was like so not rushed, but it just happened so fast. And then they, they rolled the credits. So I'm going to knock it one point. I'm going to give it nine out of 10, but still highly, highly, highly recommend. It's been almost 10 years, and this movie is like, holding its own still and just so well done in my opinion that is all that i'm gonna say about this movie i feel like i have hyped it up enough like i'm done but next week i think i'm i think i'm leaning towards reviewing a martial arts movie um i haven't watched a martial arts movie in a while like one that's like dedicated to martial arts like a jet lee movie like a bruce lee movie you know and so I'm feeling a little, you know, martial artsy. I think we should bring that to film with CJ. I think we should, you know, diversify the portfolio. You know what I'm saying? So if you, if that's your vibe, if that's like something that you will want to hear, tune in next week to film with CJ. Thank you again for listening to another episode. And I'll see y'all next Thursday. You have something to say, Bells? Say it in a mic. Yeah. What do you have to say? You have something? Bella wanted to say hi. Bella's my dog. She's a she's a four-year-old Shiba Inu who is up on the bed with me sniffing around the microphone. Very intrigued as to what I'm doing. But she wanted to say hi. Thank you for listening to Film with CJ because she is an average supporter of what her parent does.